leading the conversation. Six to seven p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Zansi's sporting milestones, moments, and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. And let's welcome our guest tonight. It's our pleasure to be speaking to uh, Mr. Martin Locke. Good evening from us, Martin Locke on SAFM. Thank you very much for taking our call tonight. It's a great pleasure and a great honor to be so. Um, wonderful, wonderful memories. Um, in, in fact, I'm, I'm still in shock because um, I was negotiating with the great man um, in the last sort of 10 days. Mm. He didn't give any indication to me that that there was a problem. Mm. Um, That's the kind of man he was. Um, And uh, I I got such a shock when I got this phone call last night to say that he had passed away. And we were talking. I mean, I was trying to get back um, horse racing again on SABC TV and, uh, and radio as well. And he was very keen and he was helping myself and Trevor Quirk to try and get this done. And, uh, well, nothing nothing happened. But just, uh, I can just say that, I don't know, what can you say about this man? He he was, uh, some said ostentatious because of the way he, he used to call me Martin. <laughs> and I said, it is not Martin. <laughs> Do me? Do you want me to say Do me? So <laughs> we used to laugh like this and he, and this was, that was him, him in a shell. Mm. And he had this magnificent voice, deep pounding, and he had this deep love for, for um, as, you, as you know well in the Eastern Cape, but, but boxing and yes. music and lots of sports that we did together. Some, some fights he would do, some fights I would, uh, would do. Um, we'd often do things together, but I think one of the one of the most wonderful moments in, in my lifetime with him, when the Olympic Games came up, um, and I'm talking now about Barcelona. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you, you may remember the, the day that Madiba walked to freedom, the greatest days in, in, in the history of our lives, mm. and we were all so excited. And because I was told that when he comes. Um, uh, he's coming out, and we're going to do a, a huge new show called Mabalen, oh. which which uh, Dumi uh, was was also very involved in. But we did this because of um, the great man, the diva was 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 free, and at last justice. It had taken so long. I mean, I lived through Kenya, and I lived through Zimbabwe, and I watched this thing crumbling, and it took such a long time to get rid of apartheid. It was infuriating, but anyway, that's another story. We used to talk about that a lot, um, Dumi and I, and um, I, I remember with love, and, and I would like to say to his wife and lovely children, you know, I, I feel deeply for you. Um, it was a, a, a serious shock. Um, and when, when, when we did the Olympic Games, um, the, the, the bosses said to me, look, um, we must have a man of color. Mm. So I said, well, <laughs> to front the show. So I said, well, you know, I, I fronted a lot of things with, with uh, Dumi. <laughs> 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 and, and he said, well, well, how would you like to do that with me? I said, well, fantastic. I mean, I only just come back from overseas. And I said, you know, I'm so happy about Mediva. This is, you know, they said, you're not going to be doing all the sports anymore. You're going to be doing Mabaleng. And you'll have Dumi with you from time to time. And I spent this last 10 days trying to get um, some help from him 
And it was only about seven days ago that he stopped taking calls. So this is just a, a huge shock. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a good friend and highly talented, you know. I mean, obviously he spoke Kosa, um beautifully, Afrikaans, English, um, <laughs> but with that emphasis on those words. And with the was, accent. <laughs> yes, with the accent. I said to him, do me, what, 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 can we get this together? And, and we would laugh, and, and, and I took it. And so I literally said to me, look, well, you're going over to Barcelona, and uh, you're going to have Dumi by your side, and you must look after him. And, you know, that was a very, very great time in our lives. You know, with Madiba, 24 hours out of this dreadful life that he had led, and we were going to go there and be very, very proud. And I can tell you, it was not just South Africans. Uh, the whole of the 100,000 people on that opening night were waiting for, as the teams came in, everybody was waiting for South Africa. And I want to tell you, the guys that were with me, obviously Doomy and, and Trevor and Arnold Gertz, Arnold Gertz just broke down. He just cried and cried. Wow. He couldn't talk. Doomy and I were, were, I think, fairly controlled, but we, were, we, were, we weren't expecting this roar from the crowd. I mean, there's, there may be 2,000 South Africans, but what, what, we, we weren't expecting that. But Yumi um, and I and Trevor, we, we, we kept, kept the show going together. But, he, you know, he was so professional. You could always rely on him. Mm. You could always say, hey, Dumi, come up with this or do, do that. And um, I did train him. very proud to say I'm very mm. honored. I did train him in his early days and, and help him. Um, and well, I'm, I'm very proud of that. And I, I, I just want to say, you know, rest in peace, my friend. Yes, and, and and what you're saying, I was able to attend his memorial service this week, Martin, and, and I was online for his uh, funeral today. And almost all the speakers that spoke didn't know that he was not well. They'd spoken to them uh, the past week or oh. two, and he just he, he wouldn't tell them that he was not well. And they're saying that's the man that he was. He just didn't want to trouble or bother anybody else. No, he said exactly that that happened to me for this last 14 days. Um, we were, I was working on something else and trying to get the horse racing back onto to SABC. They need more sport. Mm. Um, and, and the racing is the sport of the people in this country. And, and they, you know, they're, they're cut off. And it only only goes out on that opposition opposition station, whether you can call it opposition. I don't know. <laughs> goes out on Teletrek. <laughs> <laughs> and are you are you still passionate about horses? Are you still involved in the horse racing industry? Yes, I do. Well, I, I've, for the most most of the last twenty years, um, my job in in horse racing, um, I, I used to obviously present the big races all mm. over the country every Saturday. Um, that sort of fell away, and so SABC and people said, "Look, you must find us presenters and train them." And and you know, I. I my my whole role has always been when I left Zimbabwe, and you know I didn't care what what happened the early days. At last, you know it, it became Zimbabwe. South Africa became again, you know it, it had to change. And um, they said to me, well, look, you know, will you, you know, put our right with presenters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I was taking a good look, and I just phoned the guys in in in, in Durban. I said, you know, it's all very well. You, we, we're doing this, what we're doing now, but um, you know, there's no, 
there's no representation of the people. And I said, Gold Circle, the staff, we had 500 staff, 490 Indians, and, and, um, you know, and some whites. And I said, you know, this is, and so I phoned the chairman. I said, look, this, is, this can't happen. Can I do something? So eventually I, I had a, a big audition and we had lots of people. And I found um, uh, Dees, Dees mm. um, who's now a very, very big name. I'm yes, yes, love I know him. him. I dearly love this man. And he did, did me good. And, and, and now I've been back in the last few weeks. I'm looking for more. We found another black guy who's got a, a lovely way of speaking and mm. understands the game in a different way. Mm. So that, that, that's been a lot of my life to, to find, to, to, to represent the people. I mean, how can you have such a tiny majority of, mm. of, of, that went through all those years? Yeah, and and talking about horse racing and commentary, Martin Locke, how different is horse racing commentary from other sporting codes? Is it all is it all similar? Say, say that again. I'm saying, how different is commentating in horse racing to to maybe other 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 sports like football or cricket, or is everything similar basically? Well, I think I was never a commentator on 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 the on the racing. Mm. I, I tried it once, and I you know I, I had the lot. The, the last four winning the race. Um, so I couldn't remember the colours. <laughs> so that was great. Great start. So the guy said, well, look, we, we, we don't need you as a commentator. You've got to be you the can just man. present. <laughs> just, just present. But I, but I love that. You know, I've owned yeah. a lot of horses. I've had a lot of winners, a lot of losers. Um, <laughs> I love the game. I love, I love going to the farms. And that's what I've been just trying, again, with the SABC. I hope they're listening. Yeah. Um, I, I want want to get back and, and, and do the, you know, go go to the farms, go to the breeding of these beautiful thoroughbreds. And, and then, you know, it comes together at the race course. But, you know, I'm sick and tired of this, this punting and betting, and it's only punting and betting that goes on and on. I said to the guys that I train, listen, I want to know about the, the, the sire, the stallion. Mm. I want to know more about this, these horses, because, you know, the, the great horses, uh, they... They, they, you know, they, they they come up very seldom, but then they they have progeny that you you must talk about. And when you get into the ring with the jockey, uh, you know, I always used to go into in, in the ring with the jockeys and owners and and, and, and trainers, mm. and ask them more questions. I say, look, your horse is looking fantastic. But now, if you watch, there's another another cowboy station that just opened racing. Um, the, the, so the, there's a big opposition, a big fight on in horse racing at the moment. Mm-hmm. They've both come in, and they've got a from through SABC. They've got a, a their own channel, yes, and yes. They're, they're covering the same races, the two mm-hmm. two stations. So, so they're they're cutting a half profits each time. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, now that we have you on the line and we're talking horse racing, Martin Locke, we once had a conversation with Pierre Stradom a couple of years ago. I don't remember when. Um, in your opinion, who would you say was South Africa's greatest horse? There was Horse Chestnut that I saw in my time, Pocket Power, um, Jet Master a little bit, and Dynasty. Maybe others that obviously that I didn't see for you. I love De- I love Destiny. Uh, um, I go back to Sea Cottage. Ah, oh, Sea Cottage. I've heard of Sea Cottage, yes. Sea Cottage was, was phenomenal. But, um, you know, I would say Horse Chestnut um, would probably be my best. Um, trained by 
mighty man. Mm. Uh, Mr. Eric, you know who I'm talking about, Mike de Kock. Mike de Kock, the legend, the one and only Mike de Kock. Well, yeah, trained train so many winners, made so many people rich. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like it's it's like Mike de Kock. Um, I was in the stable of Ricky Hard Ginsburg mm-hmm. um, in my early early days. I owned a few horses, and there was a guy walking around, a very tough guy, doing this and that. And it was a great horse called Full Color, mm. and um, he you couldn't get in. I, I put my arm over the door. And Ricky, he grabbed my arm. He said, don't do that. He said, there's only one person that can walk in, walk into that there, and, and that's um, Mike oh. DeCock. <laughs> and he went. He came there, and then he went in there. Mike is, without doubt, I don't care. That can, you, you can have Terence Millard. Mm. You can have many, many. I, I believe Mike DeCock is unique. His understanding of the horse, the whole being of the horse, um, the, the thoroughbreds, the stallions—you can't, you can't put him down. He's a fantastic guy. In the same way, my my favourite jockey um, would be there's so many of them, but Mace mm. Roberts would, would would get that oh, okay. because he, you know he went overseas, and my father phoned me one day. He was mad about horse racing. He said, um, "Who's this Mouse? Mouse <laughs> Roberts?" I said, "What do you mean, Mouse Roberts? There's a guy riding here." Martin, he's improving horses 10 to 11 lengths. I said, I said, listen, he is a great, great jockey. Mm. And he, he, was, he was, that year, he was top of the log. Mm. And he had more winners in Ireland and England. And, and my dad said, he's, he's actually improving 10, 10 lengths. He's an amazing jockey. And now he's actually training. He's got a, a, a girl called Rachel. Oh. Who's who's winning winning races? She's early twenties. She's she's riding in me, and 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 Mace is now a trainer. Has brought this girl in, and she's winning, beating the boys. Oh. So it's, it's <laughs> um, look, ra- racing is is good. The thoroughbreds mm. are great, um, but now there's this fighting between the two, the, the clubs and everything, and there's a lot of money situations. Um, but you know, I can I can tell you, Hollywood Gravel will be will, will be lasting. They'll be fighting right to the end. You don't sound like a betting man, though, are you, Martin? No, no. Not gave it up a long time. I gave it up a long time ago because, um, in fact, it was the chairman of, of uh, Mike Rattray, who's the, the the great man of Mala Mala. Um, he was chairman, and one day he he phoned me. He said, Martin. Um, um, if you don't mind, you know, you're, you're with us every Saturday. You're talking to all the trainers, all the jockeys. You're getting inside information. Mm. Uh, and then I've seen you rushing off to the, as you come out of the trade ring and people following you. And and I don't really think that that's the right image for, for Gold Circle. I don't think oh. it's right for And um, I, I would appreciate if you don't ga- um, gamble on race days with us. And I said, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. <laughs> I, I can, I've got I've got the money in my back pocket then. Yeah, so not... I, I I love love racing. I watch racing overseas. I, yeah. I watch it a lot. But I, I've got about six or seven sports, and I'm now I'm wrapped up in the Winter Olympics and things like that. Oh, wonderful! Um, I love I love horse racing, and and I watch the big races overseas. But you know, to put two hundred rand on a horse, mm. and I used to go deeper than that. I used to use more than that. Use a, use a grand here. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know, no, it's crazy. You love the horse. You love the game. 
So I think I'm one of the few presenters that doesn't doesn't gamble. You, you, you and me. Your money's always safer in your pocket there. And we are speaking <laughs> to the legendary Martin Locke. For those who just are joining us, we were remembering Dumila Mateza today. And he had a few words to say, um, Martin Locke, about Dumila Mateza. But we also want to find out more about him because a lot of you are saying we haven't heard from this man in a while. Uh, Victor Africa. This, is, this must be Victor Homoisuan. I'm just going to look at the. Yeah, it is Victor Homoisuan. Obviously, I follow him on Twitter. He says, What a class act you have in the legendary Martin Locke there. And uh, Bruce says, I've not had this voice in a very very long time i remember martin Locke from horse racing mabaleng and sabc sabc top spot believe we have a voice note also okay let's play that you can send us your voice notes to 0614104107 hi tabiso it's kennethy hey i'm glad to hear martin Locke is still alive hey how are you martin Locke? Yeah, I used to he used to be my director. The triggers group of companies in Harare. Oh, I'm glad to hear you. Eh, thank you, thank you guys Brother. for connecting hey. us. Okay, nice one there from Harare. First, he wants to know if you are well, Martin. How are you, how are you doing? We didn't even ask no, you if you were well. No, I'm. The, I've, I've been been off a little bit recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, aging catches up with you, and things happen. Um, but um, no, I'm 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 very very happy, and um, I love my days in in, in Zimbabwe. Um, it's just been to me. I, I've had a whole ambition through through my life because when when I was in Kenya, and I saw what was going on with the Mau Mau, and and and, and we were been in Libya uh, for a year, three years in, in in Kenya, and I got to know, used to run with the with, with the Pikinins, and I used to come last, <laughs> and I. And so I was no surprise when the, when these guys win all the marathons, mm. and, and now they've got Mercedes cars in, all lined up in, in the township. It's, it's a wonderful thing. But I was in, in, in that part of the world. I, I said to my father, "I don't understand this now. This mama thing. What, what what are you trying to tell me?" Mm. And he sat me down. He said, "I want to tell you something. People are people." He said, "We we just had a German looking after us." Uh, the last uh, year of the war, when, when he came out, we had had him. We, we've had uh, black servants, but we've had black friends. He says, people are people. And Zimbabwe, where we're going to next, is going to be the biggest tragedy you've, you've ever seen in your life. And so you just carry on. Treat people as people. I, I've never understood it. Mm. And my brother and I did that. And, and when, when the... Uh, Ian Smith um, declared uh, a UDI mm. in, in, six, in 64. I happened to be in London at the time. And the, the South African guys at Overseas Visitors Club all went down to Trafalgar Square, chanting and cheering. And, oh. and, and, and that was, again, I phoned my father. I said, you know, this, I, I can't believe it, that, that so few people think that they can command a country and, and run it and not include the people who are looking after them, servants and other people. So it happened with Favut, the same. So we lived a life of getting to just a normal life. So did you grow up in Zimbabwe, Martin? Or must have been Rhodesia at the time. Uh, yeah, well, I was born in Manchester. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, can I have half an hour to talk about Manchester? Yes, yes. Because I was going to ask you about. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I even uh, I once read that you had a, you had a, you were invited for a two year course in London when you were like fifteen or sixteen. 
Sorry, say again. I'm saying I once read, I don't know where it was, that they said that you were once invited for a for a course in London when you were 15 or 16 to go do something yeah, well, with broadcasting. When I went over, I got, yes, I got into broadcasting. I left school after three years and, and somebody had spotted me at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in, in, in London. Oh. And um, they, they, they said they'd seen me on the stage and, and everything else. And, and I got offered two years, so 15 years, I went to England. Wow. Um, and, I, and, and learning all the things, which, which was phenomenal. And, uh, well, in, in, in 1964, that was 10 years later, 1964-65, I had the most amazing three years of my life. Um, I passed a commentary test. And I commentated on Manchester United at Old Trafford, <laughs> Liverpool at Anfield, um, and the other one, main one, was um, oh, the other one that, that Arsenal, that Arsenal, Highbury, no, and uh, no, I didn't. No, I did the the, the country North North Country, oh. um, so it was there, and Leeds United, oh. um, so I, I did those, and 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 then when when I did um, I did the uh, some in, in internationals. And they chose me for the World Cup in 1965. And, and uh, I was one of four commentators. So it wasn't a big deal. It was a youngster coming through. And I loved that. It was, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And then I, I went back to Zimbabwe then in, in, in the late, late 60s and carried on the uh, see what we could do to help and understand people. And, and uh, eventually um, I spent another bit period in England and, and I did some sports shows and uh, music shows yeah. for BBC and ITV and it was a DJ on Radio Luxembourg which broadcast to the whole of Great Britain and Ireland. It's the biggest pop station in the world and that was when I was very young. So I mean, like, there's a bit of luck in this, eh? Mm. <laughs> Would you then have been in Manchester, Martin, uh, during the time of that um, aircraft crash of the Busby Babes? Oh, I was aged 18. <clears throat> I was aged 18. I was at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art there. I went home that night, and and, and uh, on the on the Friday I saw Arsenal. You wanted somebody was shouting Arsenal. Um, I, I used to go to Highbury and I used to go to to, to uh, Spurs and, and all those places, mm. um, Chelsea and all that. Manchester United were due to fly overseas on the Sunday, and they were playing Arsenal at on the Saturday. Mm. And all my favourite, favourite, wonderful uh, soccer players—that was what, that's the greatest side we had. Um, absolutely full of great, great, great players. And um, anyway, we were three 0 down at halftime. Three one, three two, four two. Four three, four all, oh. five four. We won that game. Oh. Oh. Absolutely unbelievable. And my greatest heroes in my, in, in in those days, you know, the names just don't peel, mm. peel off on my thing. But we had a we had an absolutely incredible team. Mm. And uh, I, I was so, so then they they, they 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 went to uh, to go fly fly the following day. Mm. And now. I don't know what happened, but I, I was, um, it was, it was, Duncan Edwards was my favorite, by the way, mm. the most amazing halfback. We had five England players in that team. Okay. 
and I don't know what happened. I, what's the game? And, and uh, I woke up at midnight that night, and um, I turned on the TV. I don't know why, and there was this uh, pause, pregnant pause, an announcer coming on, rather croaking in his voice, saying, mm. um, "There's some bad news coming through um, on the wires. Um, the plane." which Manchester United are on, has disappeared. Sure. I said, oh, my God, no. Well, that was it. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I kept waiting and waiting. I mean, these were, you know, Duncan mm. and the boys, uh, Taylor, the centre forward for England, Roger Byrne right back. Um, even these days, these boys have come back. And, and I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And they they, they, they suddenly came over and said that the plane has crashed and there, there are people dead. Yeah, well, it was, it was, I don't know, I cried and cried. And um, I was on my own uh, in England at a very, very young age. I was, what, 16, as I told you. And um, I just, I couldn't sleep. And then I didn't go to Radler that day. Um, it was like losing your, your own, own family. Mm. And, and especially Duncan, because he was lying next to Matt Busby. Mm. Um, the manager. And, yeah, the manager. And, well, I lived through that, and that, that's the worst thing that could have ever happened in my life. Because, you know, we loved that team so much. It was the greatest team. And um, I've persevered. I'm a bit disappointed with Ronaldo. <laughs> I'd like to have a few words with him. Say, have, have, you, have, you, have you earned enough of our money, old Trafford, old boy? <laughs> We've got to start another show all together now. For those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Martin Locke. Um, uh, we will, I believe we've got somebody on the line. We're going to go there shortly. And uh, somebody's asking for a football score. Oh, Chapter 2 is still 1-0 to Sundowns against Al-Hilal. Still in the first half of this Kev Champions League Group A encounter. They're playing in Rustenburg, by the way, at the Ralba Fokeng Sports Complex. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll continue our conversation with Martin Locke. Psst. Have you heard? Zanzi's sporting milestones, moments, and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. Okay, and on the line, I believe we've got Kes Naidu. Kes, good evening. Thanks for, for joining us tonight. Kes. <laughs> Kes, can you hear us? Kes. Oh, there she is. Hello, Kes. I can't hear her. I can't hear her. Kes, can you hear us? Okay. Hello, Kes. Hello, Kes. Hi. Oh, there she is, Martin. How are you, Kes? Thanks for joining us on SAFM. It's always good to chat. I was saying to Delila uh, that you caught me between picking up the kids from the swimming and cooking and all of that, but I had to drop everything when I heard it. I had to do with Martin Locke. Isn't that what you do every day? Juggling everything? It is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, that's what good all-rounders do, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and Kes, I've seen you speak, I've heard you speak highly of Martin Locke, even recently when you were doing the India series. I think you posted a picture or a tweet that he had called you or texted you before the game or before you started. We've got Martin Locke here tonight just looking back at his career. I mean, for you, how do you describe the role that he played in your career? Evening, Martin. It's so nice to pay tribute to you, um, and I've been looking forward to an opportunity to do so. Um, you know, Tabi, so I think a lot of people, when they look at um, people like me who've done well, they often credit me for the work that I've done, and I think on face value, it looks like I've done a good job. 
But I think people like us have been very fortunate in that we've had good mentors and people who've laid the platform for us to excel. And from my perspective, I mean, growing up watching Martin Locke, um, especially on rain days at Kingsmead, because I think there's all the time, he had his umbrellas out and he was just the most fun thing to watch on TV. And then to get to be trained by him before I made my debut. And he was tough. I mean, tough as nails. There was no good PR about it at all. He was absolutely tough. And uh, it was the Martin uh, Lock uh, School of Hard Knocks, and I got through it. So when I got through it, I was like, it's not like I passed with flying colors. I barely got through it because the standard was so high. So he set the standard, and we're literally following in his footsteps, but pretty far behind. Martin, I hope you well, had all I, of that. <laughs> well, can I can I just say something? Yes. Um, Trevor Quirk said to me, I went on the air, well, I was commentating actually one day, and uh, it was with India, South Africa, and uh, Fetchin Chenduka, the great man, was making runs. And uh, I, I went on the air and I said, um, I'd like to find out, this Don, Donna, uh, Donna Summer, um, what was her name? Um, she, she was a, Bedfellow of the of Desmond Haynes, the West Indian, mm-hmm. and she was a magnificent commentator, just as good as any man, maybe mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I went on the air and I said, "Please, ladies, phone in. I want to hear. Would you like to be a cricket commentator? I want to have this." And the phones went mad. The oh. first person to get through, through to me was Trevor Quirk. Mm-hmm. He said, "Lucky." <laughs> Well done. That's very, very clever. You are going to get about 30-odd uh, women sending tapes to you. You've got to go through every single one, and you've got to answer in the negative to every single one. Good luck. <laughs> oh, so I, I had the pleasure of saying that I have found this wonderful lady, and um, uh, she's not listening anymore anymore, but she's very attractive. And I saw this lovely lady, and I thought, wow. She talks well. She looks well. Wow. We can do something with this. And so I got very involved in assisting her. She's just a wonderful lady. Mm. And um, we're going to meet up again soon. But um, I, I went to see her at the cricket ground the last day of the test match. Wonderful. And uh, we, we couldn't see her because it was like a, only three hours cricket and she was obviously tied up. But I want to see her again because she's, she's broken a record and it taught Trevor Quirk a lesson, <laughs> um, and um, and and I'm very proud of the of the relationship that that, that I had with her. Um, and and I must tell you that in, I must tell you this other story. Two things happened yes. on that day. I heard her doing something, and I said, "That that girl, I want her." Mm-hmm. And then I heard this voice, this deep voice, saying, "You know, talking, talking, talking." I sh- shouted through to the lady doing other interviews. I said, who's that? That voice, I want the name, and he, he must stay afterwards. Mm. Guess who it was? The one and only, the greatest black voice mm. ever, Robert Marawa. Wow, that is, ama- that is amazing. And, and Kevin, Robert, yes? Yeah. So, and Robert, um, Obviously, we've, we've been big buddies for years and years mm. and years. Um, and uh, I, I just love the guy. He's, he's a fantastic guy. And, um, and, and the same with, with, with Cass. And I haven't, I haven't been able to see much of her, but she's, 
She's, I think she's going to be going off to Pakistan. She can probably tell you in a moment. Well, she was um, she was in London recently doing commentary work for Sky Sports. That's how far she's come, Martin. Now, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Now I heard I heard her, and 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 I, I wanted to get hold of her again and say, well, look, you've now done it. You 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 all the ambitions I had for you, I knew you were going to do it, but um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a Desmond Desmond Haynes. Yeah, his great West Indian. Yeah, she, let me tell you a little yeah, bit he, about Donna Simmons quickly. Yes, Kes, go ahead. Yes, please. And in touch with Donna Simmons, I heard her commentate when I was 14, and she was the one who actually inspired the dream of me commentating. And I've been in touch with her the past few years. Um, she went on to become Attorney General of Barbados. She's one of the most powerful women out in the Caribbean. Um, she's in her 60s now. She, for me, has had the most captivating uh, voice in cricket commentary. I mean, when I heard her commentate, I could be in another room and I'd run to the TV. And that's what a powerful voice she had. And, and Martin, I was, I'm so glad to hear the connection that you had with her. But what an outstanding woman. And, and for me, to be in touch with her and to be in touch with Martin, and you know, these are the legends that have paved the way for us, Tabitha. And that's why I often say we stand on the shoulders of giants that anyone gives us any sort of compliments. We know that it's the learning that we've had the opportunity to learn at the feet of these great masters. So and I, really and I wanted to say, Kes, you also you are also not shy to pave the way or try and bring in new talent into the industry. Sounds like this is where you get it from because even you, you assisted when you started and I know you don't like to make it about you, but about the next generation. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you can open the door all you want, but if you're not going to let people through, what's the use of opening the door? And I think a lot of people enjoy being the first or the youngest or the only. But, I mean, true transformation and really comes from empowering everyone and giving them the opportunity. So I think there are going to be more women commentators across sporting codes. And I think South Africa is actually leading the way internationally in terms of the number of women that lead international broadcasts on TV and radio and stuff. And you've done great work in promoting women. So, um, yeah, it's good to have the support. And great to, to be on the show tonight, Martin, as I hear my kids calling me. <laughs> so if you hear them bursting through, they're going to start uh, the no. show. So I'm going to opportunity. I really appreciate Cass, it. I'm very proud of you, Cass. Very proud of you. I talk about you to somebody every day because you, you, you were available to listen and it, it was very easy for me because you, you had the talent, you loved the game. Keep it up. You've got a long, long, wonderful time and you'll be going to India and places. And when, you, when you see South Africa play India over there and with the crowds, well, you'll look just as lovely as those ladies over there. Okay, I didn't say that. Wonderful. My wife's around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> We've got another caller on the line. Cyril has called us from Cockstad. Thanks for holding on, Cyril. Good evening. Martin uh-huh. Locke is here. How's it, Martin Locke? Man, you take me back when you know you like horse racing and I love the horses now. Beautiful those <laughs> animals are. But Martin, were you the commentator in the, back in the days of who power? You know, when I come around the bend, you know, when I buy a ticket, I'm just waiting for the commentator to say, and here comes Wolf. <laughs> 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 yes, that was a great horse. I know, so <laughs> Thanks, Robert. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wolf power. <laughs> Thanks for that, uh, Cyril from Cockstad. And uh, do we still have another caller on the line? 
Okay, we're going to go back to the lines shortly. And then, um, Martin, how do you look back at... When did you join SABC then? At which stage and how long were you at the SABC for? Oh, gosh. Um, look, when I, when I left um, Zimbabwe, um, when I left there, uh, I'd been... Uh, I'd done everything that I possibly could do. And I'd opened a, a, a record bar because I, I had a program called Rock with Lock. Mm. That was a big storm in the late fifties, and there's Elvis and, and the Stones, and, and I love it. I still, I can still rock and roll like Mick Jagger. Oh <laughs> yeah, you've got the I moves like it. Jagger. My moves <laughs> like Jagger. Yeah. No. So we, my brother said to me, "Look, why, why don't we open a record shop?" Mm. So we opened one, and we, we 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 got through to in five years about thirty-five branches. Martin Rock spin along. Yeah. And suddenly the phones were ringing from South Africa, and it was the great Mr. Music, Mr. Eric Gallo, mm. and his son Peter Gallo, asking mm. me, because they were supplying me with music, and they were my major opposition. And they said, look, we want to take you over. So I said, very well, cleverly, I think, I said, well, maybe we'll take you over. <laughs> so, so they said, well, we'll get on a plane. So we flew down, my brother and I. And uh, a deal was struck, and uh, I was 60-40 with my brother, and chairman and MD, and my brother was FD, and they were on the board. And that went very, very well. Eventually, they found me again. Eric said, and he said, Look, why don't you come and live in South Africa? We've got this huge CNA mm. chain. We'd like you to run the whole thing. So I, I, I came down there and ran that for quite a long time. Mm. And, uh, and eventually, I... I it became MD of a wholesale record company, but the sports and everything, and the prime time, <laughs> the fun with prime time, <laughs> and um, all the things that were said and everything else. So I, I've just had the most wonderful career, most wonderful time, and and, and you know I'm I'm clocking it a bit now, <laughs> um, but there's lots of exciting things around the corner, things that I'm planning, um, and we'll just have to see what what what, what actually happens, but. Um, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of okay. few things in the air. And there's so many people that want to speak to you now, Martin. Let's go to the lines. Um, I can't see who's there. Good evening. Songezo. Is it Songezo? Absolutely. The one and only. Good evening, Tabiso. The one and what? only from where? Please remind us. Come again? Oh, please remind us the one and only from where? From SAFM. Of course, the guy that comes after us. Songezo, welcome to SAFM. Martin Locke is here. You clearly didn't call to speak to me. Jack Bannister, Trevor Quirk, Dumile Mateza, Brian Mulder, Peter Batella, Martin Locke, the guys who got me hook, line, and sink into sport. I wonder if Mr. Martin Locke remembers in june july of 2012 he was driving a bmw black soft top into Dezalza, meeting a young african gentleman who said mr martin lock i'm going for sabc sport presenter search competition auditions and i want you to train me yes or no does he remember that guy because that yeah, guy i do i do mr lock thank you for what you did in that competition i came third in the entire country the jury is wow. out as I'm a good enough sports commentator, but at least I do hold a position on SAFM as a radio talk show host Mondays and Tuesdays between 20 and 22 hours. So no small part, you played a role in that. But best believe I still have sporting ambitions as a commentator and broadcaster. The jury is out as to when it's a question of time. Can I, 
Can I say something? Yes, of course, Martin. Follow, follow your dream, my friend. Follow your dream, because I followed my dream. I Thank was you. going to be, I'll tell you, I wanted to play cricket for England. I wanted to play soccer for Man United. And I wanted to do all these things. And, mm. and it, you dream about it, think about it. And I, I'm bringing out a book. Um, it's called Unlocked. And I'm going to tell the story <laughs> about how, how, how I've got <laughs> there and where. And I, I want people to, young people, um, when I was 12, 13, 14, I was thinking that this is what I want to do. I've got, somehow I've got to mm. do it. And it's just been, uh, I get paid for, for loving sport. Doesn't get better than that. So, Ngozo, do you remember what, <coughs> what he said to you at the time when you, when you told him? Well, what happened was, I said, I, I need you to train me. I was doing an internship at um, Trelock across the road at Blackcliffe and Office Park. And I was living in Desalza. So Martin said, okay, you and I are going to meet here tomorrow or sometime later that week. And we spent hours sitting in the clubhouse where we sort of had situations of me interviewing him, be it post-match, pre-match, during the halftime break. We did soccer, we did cricket, we did all sorts of things. And a lady by the name of Diane, I think it was, was the sports coordinator at the time at SABC. To cut a long story short, that training that Martin sort of conducted me through or took me through, it at least enabled me, one, to win the Cape Town leg of the audition or the Western Cape. Mm -hmm. So I failed in the entire province. And I went to the national auditions and I came third. Look, the jury's out. I shouldn't ask him questions. I walked to the place and I will credit to a large extent the work of Martin in all of that. And Great. Oh, awesome, Songeza. Thanks for that call. You should invite him on your own show. You've got your own show now on SAFM uh, between, um, what time is he on? 8 to 10. Let's go to Scully in Devon. Good evening, Scully. Hello, Scully, are you there? To you, Chavisho. Yes, Good sir. evening. Uh, I don't have much time. Thank you. I don't know where you go. Thank you for going and looking for these guys. Martin Locke is one of my favorites from a long time. I just want to know if he was there when only uh, England won the Cup in 66. World Cup. That was the only time they won the Cup, isn't it? <laughs> it was. It was the only time. I'm going to ask him, Scully. Thanks for that. John in Makanda, good and, evening. And, oh. and, and it brings back a lot of memories. Thank you, Tabiso, for bringing. Thanks, Scully. Uh, Mr. Martin Lott. Thank, thank you, sir. Th thank you for I calling mean, us. John, John, good evening from Makanda. Lovely to hear, lovely to hear Martin's voice. And nice to hear that Trevor Quirk is still around. Martin, you mentioned him earlier. And uh, yes, he maybe is. it was the Rolling Stone influence. Martin, but in my mind's eye, I can talk it to you. You always wore your hair a little bit on the long side. Is it still, is it still the case? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say that again. He said your hair was always long. Is that still the case? <laughs> um, well, as you get a little older, dear boy, um, the hair takes a lot longer to, to grow. So no, they, they I, say, oh, Martin, you never die, Martin. I don't go to the barber until, you know, sort of every, every four months. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, thanks, John, for that call in Makanda. Skyler wanted to know if you were there when England won the World Cup in 66. Were you still that side? Yes. And that, I mentioned that to you. That was the biggest break I had in my life. I was mm. doing um, commentating at Anfield, at Old Trafford and Leeds United. Um, it was a wonderful part of my life. Yeah. And then suddenly, um, I, I was on the panel of commentators for the, for the World Cup. 
Um, I didn't do the, the semi-final or the final, but I was one of them, and I did a few games. Um, and it was a it was a a, a wonderful thing because I, I uh, you, you probably have heard of Beckenbauer, the German coach. Yes, yes, the Kaiser. Um, wonder, he's what a wonderful man. But I, I bumped him back home several times, um, and and pulled his leg unmercifully because um, uh, England beat. Uh, Germany in the final, mm. and uh, so we had this, this wonderful chat at, at the horse races. Funnily enough, at, <laughs> at Kenilworth one day, and it was a, a magic. You know, to, to be a commentator, for international commentator, I was very very young. Yeah. Um, it was early early twenties, and to, to make the panel, I was very excited. I, I don't really believe that. I, I think my enthusiasm probably uh, got it. Yeah. And as we wrap up, Martin, just because of time, I seem to remember you also for the NetBank, well, it wasn't the NetBank Golf Challenge at the time, it was the Million Dollar. Um, you did a lot of that, right? Yes. I, can I tell a story? Yes, quickly. We have three minutes. All right. Very <laughs> quickly. Um, Trevor Quirk said to me one Monday morning, Martin, um, you, you, next Monday, you must go to the airport and and uh, and you, you'll be seeing Sol Kersner at the airport, and you've got to do something. So I go there, everything, boom, 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 boom. So I said, Sol was very uh, secretive. I said, what's going on? He said, no, hang on, I'm just waiting for Gary Player. I said, what, Gary? Okay. <laughs> so what are we doing? He said, no, well, we're going to take you somewhere. We jumped in a little plane, and we flew north. And we flying and flying and flying, and he says to the pilot, pilot, and I said to him, what, what is going on here? So he said, have a look down there. So I said, okay. he said, just there, Gary, tell Martin what you're going to do. So Gary says, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put a golf course down there. I started laughing. <laughs> I, said, you guys are, I said, you guys are joking. So he said, hang on a sec, just fly a bit further. What, what, what's going there, Gary? There's going to be another golf course. Two golf courses. I said, look at this bush. You must be kidding. So then... The next thing was, you go a bit further. Well, you see over there, where there's nothing. There's going to be a sun city. A city. I said, you guys are absolutely crazy. You've lost it. <laughs> Can you imagine me talking darkest to Gary? Mm-hmm. No, no, but Gary and I were big friends because I've done a lot of golf with him. I, I did, actually did a golf day with him once. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we got her to a short hole. And I said to him, listen, Gary, come on now. How many holes in ones have you got? Oh, five, six, seven, or eight. So I said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. well, come on. Go on, do it now. He said, put the ball down. He said, what should I hit? I said, well, I would hit three. So I think you take a five. Took the five, stuck it in the hole. And I've got a picture of that lying, <laughs> lying, lying on the ground, kissing the bloody thing. And mm. Sun City, that was the birth of Sun City. Wonderful. Wouldn't it be great to have the million dollar back on SABC just like you want to bring horse racing back to SABC, Martin, eh? Oh, I wish I could. I've been talking to the sports guys, but I don't think they remember me. They don't, I've got no, no say there. <laughs> I'd love to do lots of things there now because there's lots of competition. We need mm. people running sports uh, shows and things that know the game. That's my opinion. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there only because of time. But thank you to everybody that's getting in touch with us. Dr. Phil Mauma from Midstream, we see your message. You've enjoyed the show. We're just out of time. Thank you to Palisakari, who's just dropped us a message now. And Zebo, who says, how old is this guy? He still sounds so good.
Martin Locke, so many people happy to hear from you, Martin, and I hope you're encouraged by the messages and the calls and the listeners that have uh, joined our show tonight. They've never forgotten what you did and they'll never forget how you made them feel. Thank you, thank you for having me and please can I have my own show? Yes, definitely. Anytime, Martin. We're going to invite you back. You can host for the whole hour. Actually, Songyazo has something on your show where we call people to host for an hour. So here's a guest for you, Songyazo. But thanks, Martin. I mean, there have been testimonies tonight from Songyazo from Kesnari. You might not realize the impact you had giving people a few minutes of your time and look at how they've turned out now. So long may it continue. And we wish you many more years. My brother's listening, Robert Marawa. Okay, thanks. Let's leave it there. It's time for news.